Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target, are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill. Kevin Garnett and Joe Kim Noah had one of the more open interviews that I've ever seen from former competitors, and it was just a great interview, and we're going to talk about that. That interview also kind of reminded me of just everything we're missing with this current Chicago Bulls team. We're going to link that together, and we're also going to look at how the playoffs has really put a highlight on leadership. We're going to get into all that, plus the mailbag, right after this. You are now tuned in to Chicago Bulls Central, your number one spot for all things Chicago Bulls, hosted by Hayes. All right, Bulls fans, so welcome to another episode of Chicago Bulls Central, your number one spot for everything Chicago Bulls related. I'm the host here, Hayes. If you want to follow me right off the top, you can do so at CEO Hayes, that's CEO H-A-I-Z-E. If you want to follow the show, you can do so at Bulls Central Pod on every social media platform that we are on. But let's go ahead and get into the content for today. So anyone who has not watched this Joe Kim Noah interview with KG on KG Certified, it's bananas. It's amazing. And it really puts a highlight on, I know like we make fun of how many athletes get into like the podcasting game and content creation, but it really does put a highlight on the fact that now we're in a time in sports where we really get to see our athletes go from these basically kids, right, until... These mature adults now, because of just how much access we still have to players, it used to be where after players retired, you'll be lucky to see them appear at a couple of games, things like this, occasionally be interviewed. But now we are at such a place with with like content creation and just how easy and how much access these shows have and things. I mean, these uh, athletes have to create shows now, which KG Certified is a great one over on Showtime. Like it, we have so much access now to athletes throughout their whole career from start to well after their career finishes and seeing KG really talk about the things that he talked about here like I was a lifelong KG fan right and I loved always loved and respected his game and so you know see him go from that fierce competitor to 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 the big brother as he said and to have these moments of just talking and even the Joe Kim Noah says you know I wish I wasn't as locked in as I was back then you know just talking about how much of a competitor he is and how he wanted to break the will of Joe Kim Noah. And hearing Joe, you know, basically say how that really helped push him to where he went in his career and, you know, his motivation style and how he tried to kill everyone ahead of him at that point on. This was an amazing, amazing interview. And I'm not going to, like, recap it or play any clips here. We will talk about it a little bit more heavily on Locked on Bulls today if you want to go a little bit more in detail on it. But all I can say is, Everybody needs to watch this interview. If you're a KG fan, if you're a Joe Kim Noah fan, no matter what, you need to watch this interview because the insights that were given here to two player, players who were probably one of the most or two of the most competitive players of their era, right? And so, yeah, Joe Kim Noah came in quite a bit after KG. He was more so on the end of KG's career, but like just of that type of competitive nature um, and leadership. And just wanting to just go out and prove yourself. Like, even hear Joe Kim Noah talk about the silver spoon aspect, right? And how, you know, everybody gave him that because his dad was a was a tennis player and they thought he grew up with that silver spoon. He, you know, he felt like he really had to, you know, play and, and give even that much more to, 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 to prove that that's not who he was, was a silver spoon 
player, it's it's just all great. It's it's all great. And just to see two athletes who I've just I watched throughout their whole careers and really got to see them from from everything they did. It's just it was a beautiful interview, just to be quite honest. And, you know, it's it's something that, you know, we we see these players as when they're a competitor and we see them when they're out on the court. And then so often, like, we don't really get the insight behind it, the mindset behind it. And even KG saying he saw Joe Kim Noah's genius, right? And we know what Joe Kim Noah meant to this team. We know what he means to the city continuously and what he's still doing for the city, right? And so because of it, it's just it's just great. It just, it just It's great, man. But one thing that it has reminded me, as I said kind of in the intro, is what we're missing on this current Chicago Bulls team. And we could talk about shooting. We could talk about size. We can talk about, you know, all that type of thing as far as on the court. But we're as well missing just that edge. This Bulls team does not have an edge. And really, really when you look at really what kind of brought together those, those other Bulls teams, like even the Babies Bull, the Kirk, the Kirk Heinrich, Ben Gordon, Lou Aldane Bulls before they, got Joe, before they got Derrick Rose and Joe Kim Noah, those teams still just, they competed. They were in every single game. And they were a tough out for anybody, right? And then you look at, like, the heart that Joe brought and, and, and Derrick Rose and just the edge that they brought to the team and how that team just competed and, and just wanted to prove everybody wrong and how they were led by Tom Thibodeau as well. And then even after Tom and, and Thibodeau and, and Joe Kim Noah and Derrick Rose left, we had Jimmy Butler for, for, the, for the, that amount of time before he was ended up being shipped off. And we just have not had a Bulls team with any form of edge or leadership, really, since then right and so it just it, and even in watching the playoffs and just you know it, just reminding how much leadership is important in the playoffs right when you look at Jimmy Butler and what he's pushed that Miami Heat team to do and how that team is filled with a bunch of undrafted players and led by coach Eric Spoelstra but then taking on the, the identity of Jimmy Butler and you know him talking about how you know he kind of formed that as well when he was here in Chicago we don't have leadership. We don't have an edge. We don't have our one thing, right? Teams play the Chicago Bulls. And yes, there are times where we absolutely come out. We give that defensive edge. We, we fight offensively. And things look pretty good for a, a handful of games. But we just don't have that edge. We don't have that leader. We don't have that guy that's going to go out on the court and send a message. We don't have that. And as much as, you know, I don't buy into like you, you have the Bleacher Report from yesterday. Um, with that article that listed um, DeMar DeRozan and Zach Levine as one of the most awkward fits. And while it's not a perfect fit, we've seen it work, right? We've seen it work to a pretty high level during the regular season when they do have a point guard. But more so than anything of that, it's the edge that I really feel we're missing. And, you know, I would love for us to be able to go out this offseason and find a leader, all that. But I think even if you go out and you sign a leader, yeah, it worked for the Phoenix Suns and Chris Paul and just how they how he helped like Devin Booker just, you know, get to that that playoff level. Now Devin Booker's locked in every single game. And so we just don't have that here. And I think when you look at a team that isn't going to have a generational talent because we don't have one, you need that edge. You need that that just that extra oomph, that player that no matter what it is, that is just going to go out, whether it's a superstar, one of the greatest of all times on the other side of the ball against them, they are not going to back down. And we really don't have that. We have a team that when they're playing well and they're rocking and rolling, yeah, we, we have a little bit of extra bounce. We have a little bit of extra uh, je ne sais quoi. I don't even know if that's the right word. We have a little bit more of that. But when we face that adversity, it's very rarely that we stick throughout that because we just don't have that leader. And so 
in watching the playoffs, in watching this KG certified, it just really all just brought back home to me how important leadership, edge, and just having that fiery competitor on your team is to a team that really wants to go far, right? And, and like I said, this way, there are some teams that don't have that, but they have a generational talent that then it overcomes that not having that, that quote-unquote edge. We don't have that here in Chicago. And so to not have either or, and I know we can say all day and talk about like, well, what if, what if Zach develops? What if this and that? We just, I don't know, man. It just, it just sucks. It just sucks. But with that being said, I do want to talk about some of our biggest needs as we head into offseason. Now that the, uh, the Western Conference Finals are over, shout out to the Denver Nuggets for sweeping uh, that series. And, you know, maybe Miami Heat would do the same against Boston tonight. But as we get closer to the end of the finals, um, it, we, we're, we're rocking and rolling. We go right into teams can start re-signing their own free agents even before the draft. So, you know, we may start seeing that picture come together for the Bulls here sooner rather than later, sooner than what we've had in previous free agencies as well. And so in talking about that, the thing that I'm looking at is what do the Bulls need, right? What are some of the Bulls' biggest needs? And one of the things I just said is leadership, right? You have to find your leader. One of the first clips that we got last year going into training camp was Billy Donovan talking to the players and saying, we need to build an identity. And we did not build that identity until Pat Bev got acquired as a buyout candidate. We went throughout the most of that season. We, we only had Pat Bev for 23 games, right? So we went through 60-plus games of of trying to establish our identity and not establishing it. And so that definitely hurt the Chicago Bulls over the course of the season, and I hope that they find that leadership. Now, that leadership can come from development within. That leadership can come from a player finally realizing and stepping more into that role. That leadership can come via a trade or, or a signing. But either way, the Bulls need to find their leader, right? They need to find some leadership. And if, when you don't have that vocal edge leader on the court, sometimes your coach can be that. And we know that that's just not in Billy Donovan's personality, at least not what he's shown thus far in coaching the Chicago Bulls and maybe in his coaching career as a whole, right? So that leadership, we need to find that. Now, on far, as far as the measurable things on the court, we need to, we need to offensively rebound better, right? I've talked about before how our, our, our lack of off going after offensive rebounds has kind of inflated that defensive rating for us. But also, it's limited the Bulls from being able to get easy buckets when you can get rebounds and catch the defense out of position. We have to offensively rebound better. Now, that can come via an acquisition, or that can come via just a scheme change. Part of Billy Donovan's scheme with the Chicago Bulls team is simply just not trying to go for offensive rebounds and rather going back to set up on the defensive side of the ball. And that has hurt the Bulls. Yes, it's helped inflate that defensive rating, but it's hurt us getting easy buckets, and second-chance opportunities. Next up, size. We need some more size and shooting on this team, and preferably, we can get, hopefully get them both in one player. Let's get a 3 and D wing in here, right? Let's do something like that. That's what we need as well from this team, and then development. With the Bulls not set to have a draft pick, with the Bulls not set to be big, big buyers in free agency, internal development is always going to be the Bulls' biggest chance to... to to go further than what they went the year prior. That development, that can come from developing more as a team, for more continuity, unfortunately. It can come from a scheme change from Billy Donovan. It can come from Kobe White, Dalen Terry, Patrick Williams, Io DeSumo making a much-needed leap as well to help this team out. But either way, we need those things coming to this team. And if we don't add that, we're going to be, be 
pretty much primarily what we were last season. And I know a lot of Bulls fans say, well, Hayes, or, or just generally, well, you know, we weren't that far off. We were we had a top five defensive rating when Pat Bev came. We just we need a point guard and we need this. And that that is true to a degree, but we also need development. We also need some leadership. We need a lot of things on this team that, you know, I don't know if you can get all of them in one offseason. If you can, you're extremely lucky. But we need to find a way to add these things to this team so that we can really take an evaluation and look. And keep in mind, and what I said in that, I didn't say rebuild. I didn't say trade DeMar. I didn't say let Vooch walk. I didn't say trade Zach, right? There is a version of this team that you can get by, by making key acquisitions that will work much better than what has worked thus far since this core has been, been brought together. But do we trust AK to go out there and do it? Do we trust ownership to support and give the, the front office the resources to go out and do that, do what needs to be done when you're this close to the luxury tax? Hey, I, again, as I've been saying all offseason, I do not envy this, the position that Arturis Karnasova and Mark Eversley are in not one goddamn bit. But all right, before we go, we got a couple of voicemails and a comment we're going to get into today. This first voicemail, this one's from Josh. What's up, this is Josh again. Um, so first, I just want to let it be known that, in my opinion, I think this rebuild shit is honestly the dumbest thing I've ever heard. I don't think the Bulls need to rebuild, if we're being completely honest here. Because, you know, me watching almost every single game this season, I noticed that the real biggest problem we had was sometimes we were lacking energy, uh, consistency, and an offensive game plan, which is crazy to me because when you look at this team on paper and you look at the stats, it's, it's crazy the fact that, you know, DeMar and Zach Levine are both averaging 25 points a game, but yet we can't somehow find offense um experience the thrill of march madness if you're still out on the hunt for a sports book to call home bet the non-stop action of march madness with my bookie enter the bracket contest for a chance to take home prizes up to twenty-five thousand dollars, or pick from a huge selection of straight bets props and odds boosts whatever your style my bookie makes it easy to play your way and get paid. Sign up now and take advantage of our generous welcome offer to score a massive first deposit bonus up to $1,000. All you have to do is claim the code Bull Central, but the fun doesn't stop there. Get up to the minute odds, free bets, and expert predictions to help you decide who to put your money on. The best part about my bookie, you can bet on anything, anytime, from anywhere. Use the promo code Bull Central to secure your limited time welcome bonus today. But I feel like the biggest problem for this team was the fact that we couldn't have an offensive game plan. We just didn't know what to do when Zach and Lamar weren't, you know, weren't playing well. Um, and although we saw a stint of it where, like, Kobe White was 420 or Patrick Williams would light up and Boots would have, like, 20-something, um, I, I think that if we really solidify this offseason by bringing in maybe one more, one more, like, big man who can help everyone else well ease like the, like the game for everyone else while also bringing in you know something we lacked which was energy and just overall a little more defense um i think that kobe white can run that run that point guard in the best way possible um i definitely don't think we should rebuild because we've honestly rebuilt ever since we traded jimmy butler in 2017 and it was a bad time honestly we haven't had glory days since probably d rose um and maybe jimmy butler area for a little bit but 
Rebuilding to me is honestly dumb because I don't think we'd get a lot in return if, unless we traded Zach Levine. I think he is the most – I think he brings in the most value, and I don't see the Bulls trading Zach Levine. I honestly – everyone's always talking about trading Zach Levine, but, I mean, they re-signed him for five years. So I don't – I don't see it. I think it's bullshit. Um, But, yeah, that's my hot take on – what the Bulls should do this all season. Honestly, I just think we need to retool, um, maybe make one, maybe one somewhat relevant roster move and maybe trade DeMar. I think that's, that's it, honestly. But I do want to keep Bush and I do want to keep Zach. I just think we need to find a better coach because Billy Donovan fucking sucks. Um, and I think everyone can agree with that. He fucking sucks. But we have him here and I don't think that's changing anytime soon. But yeah, that's my hot take, man. Uh, till next time. Take it, All right, I love what Josh like rebuild. Do you the Bulls? No, we don't necessarily need a rebuild. A retooling is needed. That's what I will say. Rebuild is necessary. No, retooling is is a necessity. When you just look at the makeup of this roster, we need some retooling and and just to bring in different weapons. Now, your point about no offensive game plan that goes back to no bag Billy. Right, we have to our offensive game plan becomes so stagnant when we face adversity. That we need to do that. We need to use players better in their in their positions that they that they thrive in, right? Better in the ways that they thrive in. More catching suits for Zach. More uh, post and drives on for Nikola Vucevic, and more operating if he does end up staying here, right? A point guard that can do more playmaking, right? With those are the type of things that we need, right? But when you say that Demar Derozan and Zach Levine both average over twenty five points per game, sometimes it's not how many points you average; it's how you get those points. And the Bulls need to vary their offense extremely. They need to do it. And so, you know, we'll see. I don't think that the, the Bulls, this Bulls team is moving off Zach Levine anytime soon. They seem committed to him. Most of the rumors that we also hear, this seem, that, that commitment seems clear there. Um, you never know. I mean, like I've said before, if you get a deal that you can just not pass up, you got to take it regardless of who's it for. If it's a deal that truly makes your team better in the future, right? Maybe you take a brief step back, but if it's a, it's a, if it's a move that drastically raises your ceiling in the future, I think you have to explore that no matter who the deal is for. But I don't know if that deal is necessarily coming or going to be offered. That's my thoughts on it. Let's go ahead and get into this next one. This one's for Michael Korn. Hey, what's up, Hayes? Michael Korn here. Uh, my question is based on one of your regular uh, mailbaggers, Jamel, who brought up uh, uh, Alex Caruso, and you talked about in the press earlier, there was a talk about uh, we would think about uh, trading Alex Crusoe for two first rounders. Anyway, which I got, I started thinking, uh, how do you, what do you think of this uh, trading Alex Crusoe to Portland for their uh, draft choice, first round draft choice, which I believe is number three, right? Um, I don't know how the mechanics work in terms of salaries, especially for a draft choice and. Uh, versus uh, of that, I just don't, you know, uh, have an idea, but I just don't really understand, or I just don't really know. But anyway, what's your thoughts? A uh, straight-up trade, uh, even if it's possible, uh, AC for Portland's first, and if that would be a good thing for the Bulls, if Portland was willing to do it, and if the Bulls were willing to do it. Hey, thank you very much. Bye-bye. All right, here's what I'll say, uh, Mr. Korn, is that, if the Bulls can get the number three pick for Alice Caruso straight up, you do it. I don't, I think it's going to take more than that. And I think even in what I talked about uh, yesterday from Sam Smith, the mailbag, it seems like it's going to take one of DeMar or Zach. It's going to take P. Will. It's going to take a lot to get that number three overall pick, which it should. It's a number three overall pick. And so 
Here's what I'll say. If the Bulls can get that for Caruso being the main part of that package, because you still have to add something, some future first or something, you take that deal. If you, you see the guy in this draft, if you think Scoot's the guy, he's going to be there. If you, you look at Brandon Miller, you say, this is the guy that we need next to Zach Levine for a long time. You do that. But I just think that as we're seeing it and as we're hearing more, that Portland has a very sp- particular um, package that, 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 that's a hell of a line. They have a, they have a, uh, uh, <laughs> a specific set of things that they will want to acquire in that deal for that number three overall pick that I think that the Bulls may end up being priced out of that, but you absolutely need to try. And hopefully the Bulls have already been on the phone asking and talking and trying to gauge what they can do for their number three pick if they see their guy in that draft. So, you know, we'll see. It's probably likely to take more than that, but we'll see. We'll see, Mike. All right, let's get into this next voicemail. This one's from The Ultimate Rage, as I always say his name weird. Let's go ahead and get into that now. What's good, Hayes? It's your boy, The Ultimate Rage, coming back with a... Another uh, voicemail. Um, so the reason I'm calling is because it's looking like Bulls Nation is going to be in a tough position. I'm not seeing a whole lot of moves that can be made in this off season. I would love for us to go for Demar because I think he's starting uh, Pat Williams' growth, but we'll see what happens. But anyway, um, I think that the best thing we can hope for. Uh, at least for this upcoming season, is for Zach to be the clear main option. I'm not seeing the chemistry between him and DeMar working at all. In fact, Bleach Report just had a report today talking about how this duo is one of the worst chemistry duos in the league, which I agree with. But um, I do believe that with Zach being healthy this offseason, being able to work on his game, hopefully – this next season, we can really see what he's capable of. Hopefully, he works on that handle. Hopefully, he's studying basketball books or something so he can get that IQ up um, and that he just balls out. We didn't really see him use that athleticism that much this year. We haven't seen him dunking on people's heads like we, he's known to, to do. And so, um, unless... Something drastic happens unless Acme does something amazing, something clever in the offseason. I feel like our best hope is for Zach to take that next step, for him to become light-skinned Michael Jordan, to stop playing around, stop being tentative, and attack, attack, attack the rim. He has all the gifts to be the best two-guard or at least one of the top two-guards in the league. The things that we've been seeing um, Devin Booker do in the playoffs – I see no reason why Zach can't do a lot of that same shit. He is too good of a player to not get the credit, not to get the shine that he deserves with his skills, with his capabilities. So I'm hoping that this next season that he can take that next step and make us at least a decently competitive team. I'm not, you know, we're not going to be a championship caliber team, but hopefully we're at least somewhat competitive, at least a lot more competitive than we have been this past season. Let me know what you think. Congratulations on all your success. Go Bulls. See Red. Peace out, my dude. All right. First of all, the fact that you said hopefully Zach is studying books took me out the first time I listened to this voicemail. I'm not even going to hold you, bro. I literally listened to that voicemail. You said studying books. I paused the voicemail and laughed for probably three minutes in a row. I don't know why that hit me like that. Um, I, I have no idea. But the way that you just casually said, uh, you know, reading some books or something, it took me out. So congratulations on that, young man. But uh, as far as the other things, 
Zach Levine being the main option and growing his game this season, that is what the Bulls hope for, right? When you pay somebody $214 million, you hope that they are going to be able to continue to grow their game. Now, Zach Levine's reaching, I think, this upcoming season will be his age 29 season. He'll turn 29 over the course of that season. Um, You can still add stuff to your game. I think it's a more refinement of your game at that point. But, you know, where do things have happened? To quote DeMar DeRozan at the training camp last year, who, who puts these arbitrary limits on people to say you, kill, say kill, you can't still add to your game at, over the age of 30? So we'll see. Zach Levine does need to grow. And I think when you hear things like they want to make uh, build the team and retool it around Zach Levine and things like that, it makes sense. I know people are going to say, well, Zach isn't a number one option, and he's not. But he, he offers you the best thing right now on your roster as far as building a more modern offense if you retool it around him. And as I've said in the comments before, if you retool around Zach Levine's skill set, because that then makes you a more modern type team, when you do get a player that's better than Zach, hopefully, or you get a player as good as Zach, you are already have a more modern, free-flowing offense, and it's easier to incorporate that player. So that's kind of my thought process on that. You're right on. Rage, like we do, like Zach Levine, and I, I said it in the earlier segment, internal development is the biggest chance for the Bulls to, to, get at, to be better as a team, right? At least, like I said, unless they go out and they make a move that's kind of unexpected or unforeseen, that offers the Bulls the best chance. And we'll see if they end up doing that. I, I hope Zach does continue to grow his game. He grew some defensively last season. I think if he grows in that way as well, more, we're in for it. And I know you said you, you don't necessarily see Zach over, I, I mean, Book over uh, Zach right now. To me, Devin Booker, because of how he has grown um, as a leader and as more of a consistent threat in big-time games, you got to put him over Zach right now where they started kind of even. But that's not to say Zach can't catch up. So we'll see. All right, this last one, this actually is a comment. And just so you guys know, if you want to leave a comment um, on YouTube but you want it to be talked about on the mailbag, do what the old school magic did here and just uh, type in mailbag above your comment. But they say this, if the Denver Nuggets win the championship this season, how should the Bull fans view Arturis as the head of a Bulls front office into the future? Here's what I've said with that, and I've come, come to this over the last month or so, is that I really do think that Arturis would run this team completely differently if he was able to go into the luxury tax. I think when you look at what he built and how he built it with Denver, they were a luxury tax paying team at times. And I do think that that has tied Arturis's hands to a degree and has limited him on kind of the deals that he's done. Now, that still does not take away from the fact that the Vooch deal is a net loss for the Chicago Bulls when you look at just how it's played out in hindsight, regardless of whatever the factors were, how that's played out, it's made it a net loss. But I do think that Arturis, and maybe that's just me being hopeful, if he had more autonomy than what he has as far as the, with that luxury tax, I think that he would be different. I think that when you look at what, what and most of those pieces down in Denver are pieces that he brought into that team. And I think when you look at that, you, you know he can build a team. He just may be somebody that's, that has to adjust and it may take years to not being able to go into that luxury tax. And that may be the biggest thing there. Let me know what you guys feel, though. Down below, as the Denver Nuggets sweep the Los Angeles Lakers, if the Nuggets do end up winning a championship, does that change your view at all as far as our tourists running the Chicago Bulls team? I expect most Bulls fans are going to say, listen, you did it for the Nuggets. You didn't do it for us, so we don't care. But we'll see. But that's it. That's the show for today. Thank you for tuning in to another episode of Chicago Bulls Central. Make sure you guys are following the show at Bulls Central Pod on every social media platform. You can also send us any feedback, questions, comments, concerns. BullsCentralPod at gmail.com. And then lastly, you want to leave a text message and our voicemail for the mailbag episodes, the number to do so, 773-270-2799. We are. 
the number one spot for everything Chicago Bulls related because of you guys. And like I like to end every episode on, go Bulls. Love you guys. See Red if you can, y'all. Peace. This has been a presentation of the Break Break Media. Media.